I don't want to overstate this, but this is going to be the most amazing film talk we've ever done, Tom. I'm I, really excited. What are you doing? I'm just <laughs> so excited. You're ruining it. I'm holding, I'm, I'm, the bar is really high, Tom. Oh, fuck. Oh, my okay. God, is it high? I, I have to admit, I've been looking forward to this oh, thing, too. sweet Jesus. I can't wait to talk about this. Okay, so let's let's yeah, talk let's calm, about let's, calm down. Let's talk about how we got to point B a little bit. Here. Well, okay. Right. Well, with the overall thing, calm okay. down. Oh, breathe, breathe, Tom. Is um, no, that's just that's just hard to. Say. That's, just, that's just you breathing. Yeah. Um, so we're here to talk about the great Michael Michael Kane. Maurice Micklewhite to the uh, to the initiate. How did he get that name? He was born with Maurice Micklewhite, but he decided, oh, Michael Kane. Yes. He got the last name Kane from, from the, the Kane Mutiny. Mutiny. That's why it's spelled in that weird goddamn way. Yeah. So there we go. Okay, so we're talking about Michael Kane. Yeah. This was an interesting journey just to get to the final movies that we came up with. Well, Here's a weird fucking fact. Go ahead. Michael Kane is like the the golden age of Michael Kane is not covered well on fucking YouTube or well or on any. Or, or any or other medium, on, yeah. On demand, there's like or an Australian, Amazon, there's like one Australian or, company yeah. uh, that you have to apparently have citizenship with, or yeah. some fucking thing, yeah. to be able to get it. Like like classics, where I'm talking about the Ipcris, I'm talking about Zulu for fuck's sake. Well, I mean, so that's that's what's interesting because you know, of course, the, the way we got a hold of these originally is they they were through your dad. Yeah, your dad had an extensive Michael Caine sort of collection. Yeah. Classic to remind our listeners mm-hmm. that the way we were introduced, the way you should watch films. Yeah. Is on a VHS tape, right? Three movies to a tape on the slow speed with a crappy picture. Yes, with with uh, with like a with like a dwarf lord and a box of wine. Yes, each oh, tape, God. six hour tape, containing three movies, hopefully mm-hmm. in a four uh, year period of each other, dedicated to a certain actor or director. So right. your dad had numerous Michael Caine oh, dedicated yeah. tapes, right? Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, so we would. So I would say this first of all. I just want to give an overview. Michael Caine, I I rarely think of him if someone says who's one of your favorite actors. Yeah, his name is popping in my head, but ultimately, I have a hard time yeah. not loving Michael Caine yeah. and whatever the fuck he does. Yeah. And you know, I'm not a fan of the bad movie, mm-hmm. but even bad movies, yeah. if he's in it, I will watch. I'm it. in. Yeah. He's just there's, great. There's something about him that is fantastic. And yeah. he had his share of really bad movies, but oh, going through Jesus. his filmography, getting yes. ready for this thing. Mm-hmm. He had some. He had some fucking dynamite movies. Let's talk too. about some dynamite movies that we're not covering tonight. Oh, geez, like such as. Okay, well, uh, 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 an area that we don't normally go into. I'm going to start with one of the most dynamite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. 1984's "Blame It on Rio." Uh, Let's start yes, there. Absolutely. Oh my God, that uh, was with, that was such a wonderful rom com. Okay, so the year before the year before '83, "Beyond the Limit" with Richard Gere, a much overlooked film. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Also '83, okay. "Educating Rita." Educating Rita was a good a great movie. movie. Yeah, before the License to Kill. Everyone knows him before that. In, in in different generations, like Cider House Rules, or the man has been like he's like Ernest. I think I I put him up there with Ernest Borgnine. Mm-hmm. One of those people who had a, who played who was a major-ish at least character actor yep. for decades like he just spans it but 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 at the latter half of his career oh yeah 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 and, and by the way before anyone like a, a true classic movie fan is like what are you talking about batman blame it on real we get it we understand believe me we're gonna dig into like mentioning even if it's not part of the focus of this podcast other amazing amazing well, okay, films let's, so let's go through some of those let's put it this way okay i was at work today yeah. with a bunch of young like everybody i'm like far 
and away the oldest person on that floor, mostly. Yep. Everybody on there the is young. Right? Help me up. <laughs> no. Everybody there is under uh, 30, and they all no. know Michael Caine. Of course. He's like one of the few actors we, we would cover in this goddamn podcast. And I yeah. can tell the people at work, and everybody there is going, oh, yeah, that guy. That and guy. he's very fucking likable. He's lovable. He's just lovable. Yeah. Love the man. Yes. Okay, so so films that we're not going to cover, but let's talk about, let's name them. Zulu, you mentioned. Zulu. He, he's fifth build, but he's still on the cover. He's still on the cover. <laughs> because he's so break- memorable. It was his tremendous breakthrough. Uh, he made it despite the fact that he's playing an upper-class British person yep. and trying to hide a Cockney accent while he's doing it. Also, and the movie was made for British and for Britain, so they'd know what the fuck was going on. They'd be like, what the hell is this guy doing? I think even in 1964, people understood how confusing it is to root for um, them in, the, in that war. Oh, I don't think so. At that point, everyone was like, really? yeah, kill him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the <laughs> the right. dark is coming for our women. Let's go. I mean, no, I don't, yeah. I don't know right. that that was a big problem. Okay, my, my fault. So we have The Ipcris File. Yes. Oh, my God. Which is what a, a fucking great movie. amazing movie. It's the anti-James Bond movie. Couldn't get day. it. And we'll talk about why I'm glad we couldn't get it. But, uh, but you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, heard, yeah, Right? Uh, but, but great movie. Yeah. It's sequel. Funeral in Berlin. Another great. The third one, not so great. A billion Dollar Brain, I think it is. But I don't know that I would blame that. I'm not blaming that on Michael Caine. Okay. I don't blame anything on Michael Caine. Nothing, no. Okay. St. Michael of Caine. That's fair enough. Um, we, we've covered him in Sleuth, 1972, yes. with um, Sir Lawrence Olivier. Yeah, beautiful movie. We did a Patreon episode with him and Sean Connery and the man who would be king. Yep. Um, he is, we've covered him for our De Palma episode yeah. in Dress yeah, to Dress Kill. Dress to Kill, right. Um, he's, in, he's in a slew of movies from the 60s and mostly 70s, which are considered bad movies. But again, it's enjoyable whenever yeah. he's in it. The Swarm. The Island. The Island, yes, 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 yes. Didn't he do The Hand <laughs> as well? I said he might have. I don't know. It was a time period when like, <laughs> he wrote, like horror movies about angry animals and or body parts. Alfie, the first Alfie from the 60s with Shelley Winters. That was one of his, yeah, it's one of his big roles, man. One it of was his Alfie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. And, and, and it's a good movie. It's a rom-com. Yeah, it's an old British rom. It's a, it's a rom com from what? Do they, what do they call that? The uh, the golden age of uh, no, no fucking no the swinging sixties in yep. London. You yeah, know? yeah. Which God damn it! If I if I could, yeah, just to watch women walk around in those dresses, I would give. That's one of the places I'd go in my time machine. All right, so so and I'll hand this over to you like a baton. You can you can complete my bang, thought here. Bang, bang. Oh, not the face, Joe. <laughs> and that is that. So we thought, well, of course. Well, the first one we'll do is the Ipcris file because we love the Ipcris file. Yeah. Can't fucking find it. Anywhere. anywhere to rent, stream, buy anything. I'm like, and then I'm like, hey, let's try Zulu again. Right, Can't and then find so the goddamn nowhere Zulu. to be found. So now we're, we're ready to settle on. I guess we'll do Alfie. Yeah, one of our three films. We'll start out that way. We're sort of meandering around Michael Caine <laughs> on demand. <laughs> on demand, and we find we this come film of some something I've never fucking heard of. 1967's Hurry Sundown. Hurry Sundown. How did we? By f- Otto fucking Preminger, and I've never heard of it. It's the same year. I think he did Skidoo with Jackie Gleason, where Jackie Gleason and Mickey yeah. Rooney uh, are like bank robbers or something. Right. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Preminger lost his mind. He's got an excuse. How did? How is this movie not talked about all the, the fucking, fucking time? time. Um, where, yeah. where do you want to start with? I have no with idea. 19- That's the problem. Okay. Let's. That let's, movie is going to dominate this fucking show. It may not because we're so excited. <laughs> Let, let's go through this slowly. Let's uh, just let's start uh, with like facts. Here are some facts based on um, a book, which I'm assuming is pretty good. 
I, I have no reason well, to think it was huge. It was well, okay. So the, I actually did a little bit of reading on this. It was yep. um, hugely. It looked like the next To Kill a Mockingbird. Okay, and it was hugely touted, and it was it was hugely pushed. And Preminger mm -hmm. bought the rights to this thing, hired the uh, the same screenwriter who did the screenplay yep. from To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, and then the book came out and only sold three hundred thousand copies. Well, and the other thing we talked about when we did which the, was the a, which was a sign of things to come as far as the movie. Went. Well, we did the Preminger episode. We talked about how he was fond of buying up books yes. for adaptation and then saying, hey, fuck it, I own it now so right. I can t I can do whatever the fuck oh, I want with it. Yeah. So, what, But what I'm getting at is like the bones of this thing, it's sort of like watching Home from the Hill. It could be a bad book, yeah, but it might be a tremendous book. It might be a pretty goddamn good book. It might be a great yeah. soap opera, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what it is. It's a, it's a Southern Gothic soap opera. <laughs> oh, man. Right? Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's, this isn't Faulkner, but it's somebody who read a lot of Faulkner. Okay. So it's got that quality going for it. And it's definitely, again, Southern Gothic in its nature. That's that's the whole point. Now, you're going, but Joe, you're looking at me going, but Tom, how in the world do you get Michael Caine into a Southern Gothic movie? But wait, for and four well, payments of $19.99. Because well, Michael Caine. Wait, no, don't say it yet. Don't say I'm sorry. Because I want to say this, too. I think it's also worth mentioning, to, let's just scaffold this. Um, who else is in it? Okay, let's do that. So we have the film debut of Miss Faye Dunaway. Dunaway. And her fucking, she's a, she's a baby Faye Dunaway. God damn it, she is. She is sharp. She's, she's got new. she's got rugged and unbathed hotness yeah. in this. Yep. She's got unwashed reggae now, hair. Well bathed and washed. A Miss Jane, Jane Fonda. Fonda. Oh God damn it! No, not her watched. film debut, but we're still talking like barefoot in the park territory, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's yeah, like she's, it's got to be like her she's a star. sixth movie or something. Yeah, Faye yeah. Dunaway. This is just before she does Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Okay. So like, we have, I, like I think it comes out the same year. It does. Yeah. Okay. So we got those two. We got Burgess Meredith is in Burgess, this movie. One of my favorite fucking actors of all time. Are you a huge a huge fan of Burgess I Meredith? Love really? Burgess Meredith, man. He's just like he's like that that. That kind of mildly lecherous uncle character that I always kind of wanted, you know? You got John Philip Law, who's less known, but but you may remember him from The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming. Right. He plays a major role in this. Yep. You got George Kennedy. George Kennedy, yes. And this who is the same year as Cool Hand Luke, so, by the way. Really? It is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, and he's, oh my God, and he's just Boss Hog. But anyways, let's keep going here. Uh, you have... Um, a uh, very, very heterosexual Robert Reed of the Brady Bunch fame. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. He but his counterpart is, oh, Jim Backus. Love it. Love it. Mm, Mr. Yeah. Howell. Right. And um, oh, who's the, uh, no, who's the, um, the singer? Uh, she's in this too. Oh. For, I don't remember her name. For, no, no. You mean uh, Diane Carroll? Diane Carroll. Yeah, Was that's she a right. singer? I think, no, she was a jazz singer. Yeah. Oh, Tommy, she's not. You're about to be the most racist motherfucker. <laughs> or a tap dancer oh my God, or something. She could, she could barbecue Sweet the hell, let me tell Jesus, you. Jesus, Tommy. All right, yeah. Uh, yes, of course, Diane Carroll, who's, who, by the way, it's. I think we should include her. The thing, the thing that makes she's her... She's like the only sane person in this movie. Well, the thing that makes way. her less hot than Faye Dunaway and in, in, in Jane Fonda in this is that she's not nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's yeah. just actually a classy, beautiful she's really, woman. <laughs> she's, like, she's really the only sane person in this whole movie. And then you have Cockneyed, Elephant and Castle, East Side London, My Cocaine. Yeah. Now with, I, I pass with, it to you, sir. With, with, <sighs> Michael Caine. Yes. With a southern accent. I've never, ever heard him. Maybe, maybe I've seen a movie I, where he has an American-ish no, accent. I, I don't know that I've seen maybe. that. Maybe. I'm stretching my imagination, but he has an over-the-fucking-top Georgian accent. 
with and he hasn't lost his cockney. It's, it's all in there. there. It's you in there. You can hear it. It keeps coming through. This, he, he tried. I want to give him credit. This is how much I love Michael Cocaine. Uh, Michael Cocaine. Yeah. Mike Cocaine is that I want to give him credit anyway for this movie. Oh, yo, yeah. He's doing, he's trying. Oh, he's he's stretching his, his chops. Oh, but he this, is oh, not a Southern no, gentleman. No, 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 he's not. <laughs> this movie is like one of those things where you, as you watch it, you can see the tropes of what, oh, sorry Uh-oh, about the word. Tropes. I, you, can see what Bingo. Tra- you can see what they're trying to exploit to make this movie. Yeah. Well, they're trying a, to exploit the the young new British this new actor yeah. and they're putting him in a role he has no fucking business playing there's just a number of clumsy things like I mean oh. it, it's a clumsy casting choice no matter how much oh, he tries yeah. of course oh, no 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 yeah he's surrounded by very apt actors yes. I, I wonder and I wonder how much they would have shone a shown a shone if you will Sherrod had they had a better choice yeah you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Steve I McQueen think... would have been a better choice. Oh, as fuck, this... he was in the Reavers, which is, is a which is not a good movie, in my opinion. This is a thematically a ripoff of. But right? but, but the, the problem's not only in the casting of Michael Caine. I just yeah. want to. And I don't want to move away from Michael. Oh, Caine. Please, no, let's go back. But I just want to. I just want to add this. It also has, and I'm not even talking about the plot. It has as its central conflict something so clumsy, mm-hmm. which is the building of a dam. Yeah. Over property. And that's just kind of unexplained, and that's it. And that's going to be like the center point that moves everything about race in this super clumsy movie okay. about race. Yeah. I'm sorry, but go now, ahead. Oh, no. I, so, so like I said, I did a lot of reading on this thing. This yeah, is... Yeah. This is the movie that Otto Preminger uh, directed, and it really signals the end of Otto Preminger. Yeah, this one's good to do. This is, this is his slide. This is Frenzy yeah. for him. Oh, uh, Hitchcock's Frenzy, yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, the, this is yeah. the beginning of him sliding totally out of favor in Hollywood. This is not a good this is yeah. This is poorly. I honestly think, here's the thing. Uh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to praise this movie to the high heaven. Oh, sure. Parents, so for its merits. Yeah, yeah. I think this is one of the worst movies, uh, like, some in some technical ways that I've ever seen. There's in the uh-huh. beginning of the movie yeah. where we're we're we got a camera aimed at Michael Caine as yep. he's driving across the countryside, and it looks like it's, it looks like a really good green screen, or it might not be a green screen, yep. but his head keeps disappearing off the top of the fucking screen. Yeah, there's that's like, just bad directing. There's there. a couple of scenes where they try to do like a Scorsese um, or Touch of Evil like. Um, a tracking shot yeah. like down a hallway and you can clearly see like the change in the lighting yeah. as, as they're following the camera mm-hmm. it, it's not yeah technically it's, it's, it's poorly done clumsy. I think this is like this is almost the producer it, basically it falls on Preminger okay hey, I think the acting was as good as the acting could be in most of the cases Salt of the, salt of the Earth Tom sorry Salt of the Earth I can forgive bad technical directing if it's I mem- if remember it Salt of the Earth yeah, yeah. If, if the story works yeah but no no, but then you go. The writing is bad again. Yes, the they got terrible. this guy's. They get, they, they get this guy's property. Yep. They give it to the guy who uh, wrote the screenplay for *To Kill a Mockingbird*, a uh-huh. tremendous screenplay. Yep. Uh, Preminger looks at his finished product, says, "Nah," fires the guy and finishes and, and redoes the screenplay into what we saw. Did did uh, did uh, Preminger actually have a hand in the rewriting? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, he's primarily oh. responsible for most of the rewriting because even though even though he didn't do a lot of that writing, the guy he hired was a guy who basically n- knew how to write the yeah. way Preminger wanted him. How to happy him was written. Paul Newman when he saw this? Do you think Paul Newman famously hated uh, Otto Preminger? Oh, uh, and- probably pretty happy. And you know who else was really happy? Oh. To uh, pay back almost most of her salary from this movie was Faye Dunaway. She fucking hated him. I don't. Oh, hated him. Yeah, she would. She would what, never she, work with him again. Oh, but she didn't refuse her her paycheck. Is that no, what no. But she broke her contract and had to pay back oh. most of her contract. So she had a five picture deal with this fucking guy, oh. and she lost most of her salary. She had yeah. to pay back when she broke her contract. I would have. 
Oh, because he was such a you know what that's saying. He was, By the way, uh, just a bully and a bastard. If you're Jane Fonda, that's saying something. But if you're someone who's never right. been in a movie, before, this is her first movie. <laughs> yeah. Even she had too much dignity to ever go back to this guy. Oh, but okay. And now, I. By the way, I don't even know if we ever have to talk about the plot of this movie. We're gonna move it. We can talk about well, so how many could things. You? What is it exactly? Uh, there's a dam so and some land, <laughs> and there's so black and things. white people. And and I want to point out, this is another one of those movies where like there's just this there's this odd friendship between one black person and one white person, and that's supposed to symbolize the fact that we can overcome all of our problems. And it's a, we it's, have never stopped making Mrs. Fucking Daisy, have we? Well, but it's all it's I would say it's more like the defiant ones because it, it's even more cornball than than this one friendship. It's a slightly contentious relationship that they right. get over and become friends. It's in the heat of the night, or you know. I don't think okay so. Here's the thing. I don't know that talking about the plot of the movie is going to be helpful, but no. if we could talk about the plot that some of the characters go through. Well, that's what I wanted to do. I yeah. mean, look at Michael Caine. First of all, Michael Caine is, um, plays a dirtbag uh, with a, a, a massive sexual appetite. Now, I think it's worth talking about a couple yes. of sexual things that happened in this movie. Oh, you think? You and fucking you I'll let fucking you. I'll let think. you get the, the really good one. I'll just start with this. He's having a, an affair with a young lady. Yeah. He's married to Jane Fonda, right. a sweet, sweet Lady, oh, she's looking lady. She's, she's so just, much better than the one he's banging around on. And, and but he's he's got some nineteen year old girl who's, who's set to marry someone else. Yeah. It's actually the judge's daughter. Burgess married this daughter. Oh boy! And it is not slightly implied that she's going down on him in a car in yes. this nineteen sixty seven movie. Right. I mean, the the camera just barely sort of pulls off the horizon as she's going down. Yeah, sort and of sweet the, Michael Caine trousers. Yes. Sort of like the class again, it's a classic premature move to try to push yeah. the censors and see what he can get away with. Okay. I think he tried that he tried that a couple of times in this movie. Oh because there's another one oh my with Miss Jane Fonda, please. Little, Set it up slowly. It's a, it's a little known fact, right? Uh, that when he get the, when he's got the blues, Michael Caine just loves to pull out the saxophone yeah. and play out and just wail out some blues. Man, if you're Otto Preminger, by the way, hire someone to play as Michael Caine is actually has the horn up to his lips. Yeah, yeah, do that, and also have Michael Caine move his fingers in a way that might seem appropriate. <laughs> yeah, just... and not actually say into the saxophone, saxophone. <laughs> it's just... But that's not it, ladies okay, and gentlemen. So no, that's no. not it. Oh no, that's, that's not, not the problem no, no, no. or, or the joy. So, so one of the one of the crowning sort of one of the big tensions in this movie. Yeah. Is Michael Caine and uh, his wife Jane Fonda can never knock them boots. They never get a chance because they have this mewling child creature thing that is a horrible somehow Damien damaged child. and just like to well, scream. not somehow damaged by the way, pretty damaged. Well, no, no, but Michael Caine damaged him. The the the, the well, we're assuming that's the reason. Well, the kid's an asshole. There's no question about yeah. it. But there's a backstory okay, so involving Michael Caine as to why he might be. But go okay, ahead. Okay, so, yeah. so the story is Michael Caine at one point like tied the kid up and ignored him for like a whole afternoon. Now, who didn't do that? Whether or not, that's chicken or egg story. Whether yeah. or not that's why the kid's fucked up or he did it because the kid's fucked up is never answered. The kid's so, an so asshole. The kid's a screaming asshole. Every the, time, the parents can't have sex. Every time they're about to knock them boots, yeah. the kid starts screaming horribly you, in another room. And Jane Fonda needs, as the mother, needs to go and take care of it. You almost Michael, forgive Michael Caine having the affair, by the way. Because oh, the kid's so irritating. I actually totally get it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, well, I, I just I, I'm, I'm withered by the tragedy of not being able to do it with, with Jane Fonda at her fucking height. As is she when she knows about you, Tom. Oh, Go ahead. Oh, this beard. Okay. Yep. Anyways, so um, she, uh, so, um, oh, okay, so, but she's got the horns like something else because they haven't done it in a long time. Yes, and she's so a good he's in there. He's in there. He's kind of like manipulating her emotionally by ignoring her and playing the saxophone. And she's like, she wants to get a little some of in that a sentimental mood. Oh, yes. Yeah, in a sentimental Poon. And uh, so she's had a couple of drinks and she's super hot. She grabs the saxophone out of his head. Yes. Turn it around so it yes. looks like she's about to play it. And then 
I don't know how to say this because it's it was like like a gentle bunny. Yeah. She like just just like just <laughs> just grabs she just grabs her lips right to the tip of it. It is yep. the most She goes down on the, the saxophone. Yeah, in the, the kindest, gentlest way possible. <gasps> yeah. I never felt yeah. I never wanted so much for my penis to be a reed. Deep reed, yeah. yeah. It was just amazing in the middle of this fucking movie that this is going on. She's like giving the most gentle, delicate blowjob. Debbie to a does saxophone. alto, yeah. Oh, that's fucking, oh. So fucking great. We, we laughed so hard we made your wife come out of the other room. It, it was <laughs> I was I had not howled uh, that much. I mean it was it was so it was was absurd the how she was, and it, it wasn't was, like a little a little no, lick toward the reed. It was no. like she was going up and down yeah, on the just, mouthpiece just, over and over. Just yeah, it was like you know, like it's there was no accident on that. Realizing one. That was now how hard it is to convey this, we <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, but you have to see I it. Wanted, I mean, it's I incredible. Wanted, you need to watch this movie just so you could see this part. And I feel I think, like we need to attach a, like a clip of just that to, to the episode somehow. Yeah, like a yeah. video <laughs> port. It's just incredible, it's amazing, and. I think, and you and I just laughed our asses off because I think yeah. the other alternative was you and me with our pants around our ankles at that point. Yeah, yeah. I Tom could, going down uh, on my sweet, sweet honer. Yeah, uh, yeah. The little harmonica. Yeah, do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not at all. A Spe- speaking anyway, of which, there's also this. Not that I would. I'm not gay. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, 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 no. no. Um, there's also a weird relationship between Michael Caine and his cousin, who's who's the the adversary right. um, regarding the land, which is not worth mentioning. But the, but the, you know he's married to uh, the cousin's married to Faye Dunaway. Mm-hmm. They are resisting Michael Caine in his upper shack. class ways. They live in a shack, but they have three kids, and one of the kids is a Judas. It's a little he's a little prick. He is a little dick. Oh, they're going to take away hole. my uniform. Aren't a they little bit, yeah, yeah a, little, a little, little brown Nazi. shirt. Well, it doesn't help that he's also like a, a, like an insane like eight ten year old racist. And then you have George Kennedy, who's like the goofiest um, sheriff who loves, loves black um, pussy. Uh, Black pussy and and food. But they make... they make no bones about that either, that he's no. shacking up with the black lady, so he has a little bit of conflict being the racist sheriff. Right, but he's still doing it because that's where his paycheck comes from, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. They're, they're, they like, they're distracting him, trying to distract yeah. him from making a, uh, yeah. an arrest of a black man by like 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 putting fried chicken in his we're mouth. We're not being racist. We're not no, making a racist no. joke when we say they distract him with black vagina and yeah. buckets of chicken. Yeah, yeah. It's this crazy. is this, this um, bringing the racist together movie. Okay. Okay, let's go and let's let's step over and, and talk about my favorite racist in this entire fucking movie. Yeah, one of my favorite characters in like all of movie. The Jay Hill, uh, Silver Hills. Uh, no, no, he's not in this movie. Jay. Yep. You should go. You should go back and listen to that fucking episode. Yeah. No, um, it's uh, God damn it! Now you fuck you. Made, you drove the name oh, out of my fucking brain. Yeah, I hate love you. it. Anyways, uh, Rocky, a, Rocky, you're gonna fat nail Bur- Burgess Meredith as the right. judge. Yes, oh. George. Oh my God, he's a little racist. He's like the nicest person in all of Hollywood, and he plays the like just like he's like the cartoony racist guy. I, I believe judge. this judge would be against affirmative action. Oh, I believe you are correct. Yes. I think this uh, judge would be against like the Magna Carta for giving too much freedom yeah. to other people. He's Good just point. yeah, he's just, just he's like a cartoony, he's like a cartoonish racist. 
Yeah, and that's it's hard to overstate that because uh, many film races tend to be cartoonish, but this is this guy is like a different level. Yeah, he's he's intentionally like it. It's like the white guy in a black exploitation film. That's like the white cop, you know, who just gets like taken advantage of because all white people are stupid. Blah blah. This guy is that guy basically. But he's in a way he's in a movie that's supposed to helping supposed to be helping to cure racism. He's he's like the guest star on a Jefferson's episode that makes George Jefferson look reasonable. Nice, excellent. Is that does that make sense? Absolutely. He's like Archie Bunker. If Archie Bunker were completely a moron, and this guy were completely a moron, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of, instead of my intellectual hero. Hey now, There's hey now, hey that. now. I'm trying to adopt the look. All right. I mean, so I, I, I mean, it's, it's I just know, where has this fucking movie been all my life? I, I feel cheated. It's an incredible experience. It is. I mean, I, I and here's here's what it ends. Here's what this we is, tell the whole boring yeah, story about about our trouble finding those movies. We were actually happy in the end that we couldn't find the Ipcris file. Oh yeah. Or Zulu. Zulu. Right. We're watching this fucking thing. A gem. It, it, it is a gem. Yeah. And here's the thing. Did you know, do you know what I'm saying now when I'm talking about good, bad movies? Yeah. This is a good, bad movie. Yeah, this no. It's a movie that's enjoyable despite its fucking, no. despite its every effort. Listen, that, 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 that has never actually passed me by. Here's what I think about the good, bad movie uh, uh, ratio. Uh, maybe I think it's different from you. Is that I don't think you can look for them. You can't actively go like, let's a good, bad movie because it doesn't work. It's like you have to have this experience for me to really enjoy it, which is like uh, it just it just, just shocks the like hell out right, of you. Right, like a fucking like a depth charge attack. Yeah. As you're taking a shower. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, but man. but I but I'm with you. This is a good bad movie. Oh, sure. oh it is it is the good baddest. So it's so <laughs> bad, not goodest. a good movie, and it's so fucking enjoyable for all of its flaws. As much as anything else. So yeah. Oh man. I think we could talk about this forever, but I mean, I, I mean, I all we would do now is because I, think, I can't because we can't do that <laughs> blowjob on the sex. We cannot do that fucking Folks, justice. You have to just get. To I've the, seen pornos the, that didn't that weren't that the explicit. The first half hour where Jane Fonda goes down on the saxophone. I, we're not exaggerating. Oh, it's incredible. It's amazing. Okay. Anyway. But anyway, yeah. I mean, I think I think all we would do now is it's just kind of go into the plot, which is would be a boring thing. We need to leave something the for the audience. Not, yeah, yeah. Enjoy on um, we. Untangling that skein of shite. Also, great soundtrack. Anyway, um, oh, no. I'm just kidding. Uh, Hugh Montenegro does the sound. It should did a war crime. Yeah, go on. Hugh Beaumont would have done a better soundtrack. Ah. Thank you. Uh, all right, so let's go now to 19. So down to the other two films, which I thought would be like the, the right. serious exactly. focus of this. And by the way, I don't want to run an energy because it's Michael Caine. I'm yeah. like, I'm excited about this. That's the other thing. Let's just back up and go. Like Michael yeah. Caine is one of my heroes. Yeah. He's fucking great. Yeah. Anyways, let's go. On. Well, I remember somebody talking about like uh, you know he did uh, famously uh, one of his Jaws three, Jaws four, four, yeah. Jaws four, the what Revenge, dog shit. And he said, "I'm only doing this to I'm only doing this to buy a house. I'm only doing this to buy that's, a house. That's yes, that's uh, the other Michael. Uh, okay. But I remember I don't know who it was who recently said it, but it might have been like big. I want to say Big J Ogerson. Someone I don't know said said like he read that about Michael King one. Smalls. Uh, one time, okay. <laughs> well, you got me off track, Tommy. And it was like, yeah, it's such a dog shit thing to say. Like I do uh, Jaws for the revenge, just so I could buy a house. But then it's like, but you know what? He still has that fucking house. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he's an actor's actor, and in a way, it's not that much different from like Burt Lancaster, who who would, I did a modified version, not nearly as bad as Michael Caine. But the difference between oh, Gunfight at the OK Corral, which is a mediocre film, I feel. Mm-hmm. And the same year, The Sweet Smell of Success, mm-hmm. is that Burt Lancaster would go back and forth doing a mediocre, commercial, commercially successful movie right. so that he could go and have the funding with his own company to do amazing art 
movies, right? Sure, absolutely. And, and Michael Caine, on it, the other hand, yeah. would just do shitty movies so he could buy pieces of property around the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think I respect them. Yeah, you know what? I've worked uh, the overnight at a fucking CVS uh, yeah. on a 12-hour shift, and I never was able to buy a fucking uh, house because of that. <laughs> so God bless you, Michael Caine. You'll find that in aisle nine. <laughs> so, all right. I mean, from aisle nine so to the next, aisle 17. The next movie we're going to uh, talk about. Now, I want to say this. Um, the the remake of this movie I'm about to mention came out in like 2004 or something. Yeah, whatever. And I remember being kind of like huffy about it. Like, oh, come on. Rah, rah. But when I rewatched it this time, as much as I like it and still like I thought, and eh, nothing was, no harm was done in remaking this movie. All right. Because it's not an amazing movie. It's just a very, very fun movie. And that is, 19 to me, 1969's The Italian Job. What did you think, Dom? Oh, fuck. Italian Job? Um, no, I think the first... I, I'll go with you. There's basically, the movies, aren't, the movies aren't similar enough to really make for a comparison. I haven't seen the other one, but... Oh, I have. Okay. And it's, it's nothing like this. It's, not, oh. it's, it's, it's only... That, the, the remake is only a comedy in the generalist sense of the word. This is a, the original Italian Job here. It was a comedy. That's really what it was. Now, it was a very dry British comedy, and it's hard to get some of the jokes sometimes yeah. in it. But um, it's it's a much better movie of the two, I think. But I don't know that that there's a re- I don't think it's a reasonable comparison to do the two. Oh, I just I just mean that watching it, it didn't feel like there's there's anything sort of like criminal about remaking like oh you remade this masterpiece it's just sort of like well it's not a masterpiece at all it's a, it's, yeah it's, it's a very competent very funny good movie i like it a lot it is. i it, love it it's very much michael gain having a, a very very fun time it's a heist movie yep it is also i gotta i have to say this the only depressing part about this movie is how noel coward must have felt the great noel coward <laughs> Making this movie with Michael Caine. Well, apparently he loved it. He oh, was really? Feeling, yeah, he was apparently he was uh, he was feeling very out of the loop as far as like being you know being who he had been, which is you know the the biggest thing in British entertainment. For, yeah. for decades. Well, this guy worked with like David Lean in the forties and stuff. Yeah, I mean he was you know a genius uh, and 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 a man who got paid for being that really well. And he was just out of the, he was out of the limelight at this point. So yeah. he apparently he enjoyed it very much. Okay, that's my understanding. Well, it's, so anyway, it's, so it's, it's got it's a, a heist little, movie. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's a heist movie. Yeah. It's a, an Italian job. Guess, guess where it's held? I'm going to say Spain. Nice. No, no, signora. It's a, it's a held in Italy. Specifically it's a Turin. held in Italy. Especially Turin. Specifically Turin, as if that makes, like, a, makes a difference to anybody. Like innuendo. Mm. Italian suppository. Uh, Truly tasteless jokes? Sorry. As like Turin, that one is shrouded. Okay. Oh. So it's God, a... It, damn it, our noses are prone. Who gives a shit? So, so it, I mean, it, it reminds me a little bit of a film that we talked about a few months ago after the fox it's i mean it, 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 it's a heist yeah, movie it's of a course wacky heist movie. a wacky heist movie uh again again uh swing in swing in london it, it definitely is a huge part of the backdrop on this initially yeah at the beginning yeah right and 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 um um it also has that quality of like half the film is about like the planning yeah and then, and then, the, like the third act, let's say, is about this weird execution. Yeah, this, yeah, them actually pulling off the heist, the yeah. heist of the decade, if not the century, right? So this but is it is about him putting together the team, him training the team, and the fact that the team are so fucking hugely oddballic that he spends all of his time basically wrangling them and trying to make them behave. Well, he gets out of jail, and it's that weird sort of thing where, like, um, I, I really feel bad for anyone, even in 1969, in more innocent times, who watches movies like this and thinks, if I ever get arrested. 
kid. I'll have a good time with the lads in jail because he, it's sort of like this lovable uh, yeah. character in yeah, British prison. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, he's getting out and everyone's cheering for him. <laughs> and and he gets out. Yeah, oh, lads. and has like tons of money somehow. Yeah, he's right when he gets stashed out, stashed away in, in, in the in the in his car, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And so he, so basically, the, the movie actually begins before that. It begins in the the, the Italian slopes and the, the, this breezy song is playing. Mm-hmm. This guy's driving around his sports <laughs> car. Days <laughs> like this when summer day goes. Summer day goes nice. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, uh, and then is killed by very obviously the Italian mafia. Yeah. Now come to find out when Michael Caine's character gets out that the guy that just got killed in the Alps of Switzerland, uh, he had come up with a plan to not go to for this for this heist. Yep. And now Michael Caine wants to put together the heist. He breaks back into prison yep. to get the help of the character played by Noel Coward, right. who's like like a godfather and sort of like you know, like but, the more like Goodfellas, like not not too much garlic, not too much garlic. You yeah, know? yeah. But he's also but he's also like. Uh, you know, he's like a Kipling-esque character. Yeah, like, it's just like a, like a like what, what British royalty assumes it is, even if it's a criminal. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely goofball, and and and, and the guards like him, and and his cell resembles um, uh, the POW camp and Hogan's Heroes. You know, it's sort of it's got like a toilet that moves into a staircase or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but he can get out. No, he can get out at any time. He, he doesn't wants. want so to. It's pays, better there. He buys houses for the guards around him. So, yeah, yeah, he's got. Yeah. A, he's living the fucking. He's dream. living the great hey, he's life living in the there. dream in prison. Yeah. But but anyway, so okay, so that's it. And then Michael Chain puts together the team, puts together the job, yep. and goes and uh, knocks over this Italian thing. They make a great getaway. It's got some. It's got. It's not a terrible great, music. Not a, I love that song. <laughs> self, 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 that's actually that's apparently that's the cast yeah, singing that, which of course is not in any way surprising. But they you know they're making a break in Mini Coopers, and that's really it's in it's in Italy, and it has Mini Coopers, well, and that's really wait. all the for the two movies have in, in common. Oh, okay, but now let's talk about the 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 gang he puts together because this, by the way, oh, Penny. Includes the great Benny, Benny Hill, Hill in 1969. <laughs> and there was a joke in this movie that when I was 11. Was the funniest this fucking joke. joke had I, me fucking howling. Yes. And you yes. know what? It's not unfunny even today, no, right? No, it's still, it's still pretty offensive, it's a, it's but a, I'm an adult It's a, a confusing, it's a, a joke about confusion about yeah, the Benny Hill the having sex. of words, yes. <laughs> and and so, it's so, fucking so they, go to, they go to fight him and they're talking No, no, to don't the, give that away the joke. Oh, come on. No, come let people you, revel. You, let it wash okay. over them like a, a Michael Caine southern accent. Yeah, wow. God, <laughs> never do that again. Anyways, okay, so, uh, but yeah, Benny Hill is in there too. So yeah. it's like, you know what I'm betting? I'm betting a bunch of the rest of the British crew, they were like, they were all like famous comedic personas in England that have no that I have no idea who the fuck they are. Yeah, no, I know. I'm I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they yeah. And it, it has um and, and and you know, let's maybe talk about the the actual robbery. The robbery also depends on a 1969 understanding of computer programs. Oh yes. Because course. all you had to do was put a reel to reel switch a reel to reel tape in the city center and 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 uh, what is it Turin? Turin. Um and I'm talking about one of those computers that has Christmas tree lights that goes beep, boop, 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 beep. Yeah. And, and, and all the traffic lights are fucked up around the city and right. they make their, their easy getaway. Which I like to point out that as far as like technology goes, even yeah. today when movies, when they have heists and they do that kind of thing, yeah. 
there's still about the same level of chicanery and knowledge of computers that's yeah, going into yeah. that. That's, that's yeah, you're right. So yeah, so but here's they, what they have the, the here's what modern filmmakers have the sense not to do or to do. They just don't show you. They say we're going to do this thing. They don't right. actually show you a stupid. We're gonna go switch the megabytes. You see, <laughs> you know what? Someone could tell me that. Yeah, it would yeah. be fine. And and then oh sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say in this film, you know, the interesting thing about Michael Caine is for how many of his films. Um, you know, before this and all the way, I mean, clearly blame it on Rio um, and other films. He he comes across until he's an old man in films as a coxman and apparently was yeah. a real coxman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like a great picture of he and his wife who, who was in The Man Who Would Be King um, hanging around the airport with um, Mick and Bianca Jagger. Right. Michael Caine. Michael Caine was fucking hip, dude. Dude, for sure. Like, when I talked about swinging and looking, he was a part of that. Like that was that was his genre, his oeuvre, his people, like the fucking who, Michael Caine. These were all people emblematic of young people at that time and the whole '60s counterculture movement in London. So I have this thing, and I, ho- I hope it'll work. And if it doesn't, we'll just abandon ship. But it's it's Michael Caine just for a minute. We never do that. Talking about well, see what you think of what he says here. To me, um, I, I, I'm not a Puritan by any means or a moralist, but to me, uh, the idea, for instance, of short skirts and things like that, this seems to be, we seem to be selling our morals in return for a mess of uh, cultural pottage in a way. Uh, Short skirts, for instance, are a sexual thing in order to show as much of a girl's legs as possible. Um, topless dresses in America but in order to show as much of the other half as possible. To, to me, I, we seem to have lost a certain amount of moral fiber, I suppose you'd call it. But that's only in comparison with other English people. I, I know, uh, for instance, an, a very English attitude is one... Um, if an Italian touches a girl up in a street in Rome, it's because they're all very sexy, hot-blooded, passionate Latin peoples. If an Englishman does it, he's a dirty rogue and should be fined five pounds immediately and taken into court. I call bullshit, Mr. Kane. Yeah, I don't know about that. Either. I mean, well, but except the except sexual none, moralist. Come on. Well, no, that's the thing is he was kind. Of, he's strangely right wing, mm-hmm. and always has been. Like he moved. Out, he moved to the United States yeah. because he didn't want to pay the taxes he was paying in England, and he wouldn't. He didn't move back until Margaret Thatcher came around and wiped out all the taxes that he had been paying. Uh, but like he was like he's definitely a fiscally conservative individual, and I suspect somewhat culturally too. I, I I also suspect that his conservatism he is actually that rained on him. yeah is actually out of comfort, not out, actually out of ideology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. even that fits into that, and yeah. and the, and therefore it fits into the guy who does Jaws for the revenge for a house. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't even say that it's any sort of like particular ideology or morality. That's which is why I find. A guy who's who's in the in the Italian job mm-hmm. is getting more trim as, in that for whatever reason that character is getting more trim having an orgy. I mean, yeah. he actually has an orgy at one point Literally set up like, by his girlfriend. There were like ten beds set up by his girlfriend. Yeah, to, to, yeah, yeah. So it's just sort of a, I thought that was kind of a weird um, yeah, yeah. thing on his part. But anyway, the Italian job. I I, I love that movie. Very I enjoyable. Love this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah great. Know, movie. It's always worth watching. Yeah. If you've seen the other movie, God bless you and all who who sail in you. Yeah. Okay. Right. So now we're going to talk about a whole different side. Actually, a third side to Michael Caine. You think? And that's serious side. 1971's Get Carter. Get fucking Carter, which also got remade. 
That's right. And With I think Sylvester he was goddamn Stallone. Well, he's such a horror. He's he's in the remakes. Is he really? Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's in Sleuth. A remake of Sleuth. There's a remake of Sleuth? Judd Law plays his part. He plays Olivia's part. It's a terrible movie. Oh, yeah, we'll do anything for the paycheck. Stop. <laughs> no, make don't it make stop, it stop. Michael. It's Michael Caine. But, uh, okay. Now, Get Carter, this is only the second time I've seen yeah. it, and it's actually the only time I've seen it in, in an uncut fashion. I remember I saw it at your dad's, but it, it's not a movie you want to see censored. No. Because oh, no. it is a brutal fucking it's, yeah, movie. It's like, that, it's like I once got a copy of, uh, what was it, The Bad Lieutenant? I bought it like yep. at, at like this cheap discount place. Mm-hmm. I wasn't paying attention. It had been edited for family content. Oh, yeah, right. what? <laughs> it was really good credits, basically. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is another, but you're right. Get Carter is a movie that doesn't play well to edit it for family content because it's yeah. rough. And it is it's gloriously rough. It is very, very British. Yeah. In, 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 yeah. It's got the, the minutia of like everyday British. Because it's, it's, not a, a, it's not filmed in London. It's, it's Newcastle. Yes. The gritty, gritty. People talk about Newcastle less than they talk about like Birmingham or Manchester. Right. I mean, it's like Newcastle's. But Newcastle's it, like almost the definition. It's the Fresno of, of England. It's, <laughs> okay. it's, ooh, yeah. No, it's the Detroit. It's like the it's like the worst part of Detroit. Of England, I like to think of us as the Detroit the of California. It's, really, it's the Pittsburgh is what it is. But yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's just it's this gruesomely middle class town yeah. that was only well, middle, class. middle class. Lower no, class. What yeah. are we talking about? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, we're talking like crazy this crazy row housing that you look at. That's for, you've seen like pictures of it from the nineteen like black and white from the nineteen twenties yeah. and thirties. Yeah, and it still looks vaguely medieval even then. Yeah, well, it's got the the classic sort of ghetto row houses and yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's rough it's like these are bad neighborhoods with people with not a lot of hope living in them but it's also got that that's fucking atmospheric that as shit type yeah the type of poverty where um alcoholism like er, all yeah. day in a bar is an understandable part of your life yeah 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 people yeah everybody everybody yeah nobody begrudges you the fact that you need alcohol just to just to yeah. just to pope your just to push your tired rope of a penis into that un, unbecoming cow that you married 25 years ago <sighs> wow. it's just, I just no it's that grim i mean that's, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. is yeah i'm not so, exaggerating much on that so he plays a gangster he's jack a carter London gangster yeah who who's from newcastle that's right. his home that's yeah. his hometown he went down to we went down to london yeah. and became a real life london gangster so he's kind yeah, of bad sure. and he's kind of more bad he's made his bones he doesn't in yeah, the big nothing, city nothing rattles him he's a badass no. he's a genuine badass well that's the thing you know michael he's a Kane, 70s badass michael Caine is is on the one hand kind of famous um, for n- not acting. Yeah. He's just Michael Caine, right? Mm-hmm. But he ha- he has tried to sort of wiggle out of that. He even had a couple of like acting videos where it's like how to act with your eyes. Uh-huh. And I did notice he does make an effort after like starting in the 70s to kind of act with his eyes and 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 to be a quieter personality. Yeah. Not to just like like flap yeah, his cockney accent right. everywhere, but to actually be sort of subtle. Yeah. And and so there's a bit of acting going on here. Yeah. Like he's restrained, but something's beneath the surface well, that's the, furious. Yeah, exactly. He's restrained but menacing at the same time. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. Nicely. yeah. So so the premise of course is that is that he gets word that his brother um, has been murdered back in Newcastle. Right. And he wants to figure out what, what it was all about. It wasn't a death. It was obviously a murder. So yep. he's, he's being a gangster. He wants to go see. Because there's a possibility that maybe somebody's taking something out on his brother that they should have taken out on him. Yep. All these different things. But in any event, he wants to go see it and set right whatever needs to be set right. He's a badass and he can do that. So that's it, what he's going to go do. And it's also the classic, like, there's no reason for him ever to return to this town. And since since he is, oh, everything's got to be brought up. Yeah. It, yeah you, just, you can tell he's resentful. He knows everything and everybody in the 
town who's a, who's yep. who's crooked. Uh, he uses that to his best advantage, but at the same time, you feel the distaste coming off of him. Now, talk about having the, to deal with these little weasels. Talk about the cinematography because if you if you go back to <laughs> to that awful um, film from Georgia from 1967, <laughs> I, I'm already forgetting the name of it, um, and and the way Preminger neglected to capture anything out of the landscape that would have helped develop that film. Yeah. Opposite here. I mean, it is oh, it is grainy and gritty and dark, atmospheric as fuck, man. And it, it really just—it's. I've never seen a movie that's better at evoking atmosphere. Well, I would say the indoor shots even more than the outdoor shots because whether yeah. it's in a in a in a bar where, uh, where ladies are fighting look, all over the floor, look fucking dirty. The sheets look dirty. The the light bulbs look <laughs> like they're they're <laughs> half burned the, out. The fucking larva speck all over them and everything. Yeah, you feel that and you smell yeah. it and you taste it in the air when you're watching this movie. Oh yeah, they just capture that whole thing and it's just it's. Just yeah, it's just, no one goes down on a saxophone in this movie. That's fucking rough. Well, they, they do, but that's only because somebody's holding a gun to the back of their head. That's right, and that's filming right. them. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, okay, there you we go. Get that. And then we do we tell that part of it? No, 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 we no, don't. no. Yeah. Well, no. So lots of things come up, and so like he, like he, he just basically starts bullying his way through the underworld of man uh, of. Uh, well, he of, of Newcastle. Newcastle. So he has to. He so there's like um, there's family there. There's his. Um, niece yes um there who's you know grieving her father yeah. i'm holding up air, air quotes. quotes because because you can't tell if either of them liked each other in the least well there's that or if anybody likes each other in the least in this whole fucking movie right and 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 um she's a good kid but maybe a little trouble at the same time right um and then there's the local sort of like mafia or, right. or whatever it is, like the yeah, mob, the lower class mob here of Newcastle, right? And the, so the rural mob. And in a way, they also, when this guy comes back to town, they have something to prove. Oh, big shot from London. We're right. tough here yeah. too, yeah, right? They, yeah, they're fucking. Their neck goes up, goes up really hard. So, so he has something to prove to them because he wants to get out. Like, what the fuck caused the situation? And he wants to get the fuck out of here as soon as possible. Yes. And wipe the, the dust of the shithole off his feet. Yes. And, and then back the, to London. And then there's the sort of like the the in betweens, which is like the people people he used to know who are loyal to the mob because that's how you survive, Mm -hmm. but also like curious to him and maybe even a little loyal to him. So there's all these sort of things happening and he has to, he has to weave his way through um, as a tough guy, it has some of the greatest chase scenes. Yes, uh, in, in Newcastle. Yeah, not San Francisco. Yeah. not you know, not great the... chase scenes. It's got some great one-liners. He plays that kind of a tough guy. Uh, yeah, you know, he's yeah. he's, he's um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's laconic. He's a laconic tough guy. Yeah, in this movie. it's just. Well, he's also, but but now, unlike the Italian job where he's he's a sort of like happy go lucky stud. Yeah, he's a goofy dude. The, the sex here is. Um, Remarkably frank. Yes, I mean, you and know, he's twisting, he's twisting up. nipples and and doing all yeah. kinds of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's having phone sex with his bird back in London, uh, who as happens to be. Well, let's not give that away. Let's give that away. That's because that's a big. That's a big. Yeah, um, but but then I'll, yeah, so it's 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 brutal. Yes, but it's also even when it's not brutal, it's like frank, like one night stand yeah. sex, right? Yeah. And then the sort of the, the big, there's a cinema verite quality almost. Yeah, yeah. And, and the big brutality isn't actually sometimes what happens. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not the gunshot or the beatings or or the implied sexual assault or any of that stuff. It's actually the most the most brutal parts, in my opinion, are how people like him react, which is nonchalant and moving That's, on to the yeah, next I was thing. Say that the, the the violence is casual as fuck yeah. in this movie. So there's this one point where uh, where this woman is pissed off uh, pissed off our hero, mm-hmm. and he just shoves her in the back of a car. 
Yeah. You don't even think about that for the rest yeah. of the movie. He's well, you do. With a woman in the you back do. Of the car. Yeah. But you do. But he doesn't yeah. care. You, no. That's immediately obvious. He doesn't care at all. Um, and then, yeah, and so there are complications to, I guess we shouldn't give that away either to, to lots of the other characters. Um, and also, I would say this um, one of the greatest last scenes mm-hmm. uh, uh, to a film that, that I've seen in a long time. Yes. A very sort of yes. interesting and well conceived last scene. Yes. Um, Tot- and, and what's so kind of wonderful about this is that you would think like this last scene they could break away from but it's so tonally perfect for yeah. the movie yeah yeah, yeah. It totally encapsulates what the whole movie was all about yeah it is a brutal it's movie it's, it's definitely not for everyone i would say but it, it, if if you can take a sort of a very very dark movie and and you love michael Caine, this is a great one uh, hey can we uh, go back really quick because yeah, i yeah, just please. remembered a couple of things from uh uh, sundown, yeah, hurry sundown. hurry sundown, yeah. Okay, so it's set in Georgia, right? But it wasn't, yeah. didn't actually. They fil- they couldn't film it in Georgia because they got too many threats from the Klan. Mm-hmm. So they went to Louisiana. No, 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 because of taxes. They couldn't. They wanted to yeah. want to pay the taxes, so they did it in Louisiana. Yeah, and they were fighting like the Klan and the local Southerners mm-hmm. the whole fucking way. If the Klan they were smart, shot. the Klan would have just applauded it and let it happen. Because <laughs> it did, it did they, more to, to reinforce the, the Klan. Klan. Oh, they shot through the they shot through the hotel yeah. where the actors were staying. Oh, Oh, you're kidding. The buses when they were traveling to and for. Oh, yeah, they were like living in like a compound. You know, those like guys can get cross. Compound. What's that? Those guys get cross sometimes. Yeah, they do. Oh, don't want to burn that bridge. Oh, yeah, they had a couple of those too on set. Anyways, but I'm just saying, it was Look, a couple of cross burnings? Yeah, they had some cross burnings in there Good on the property. Lord. Yeah. yeah, it was really fucking dark. So, all of that for this fucking for this movie. horrible product. <laughs> God damn it. I love, I love Hollywood. Yeah, me too. And I love Hooray Michael Caine. for Hollywood. Yeah. So. And I think, is it worth, is it okay if I know what we're doing differently? Um, yeah, sure. I, I, yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure nobody's mystified. Nobody, yeah. Um, you know, we tried for about 10 episodes to do something different, which is like, let's do topics for like half an hour or 40 minutes yeah. before we talk about films. And you know what? It was a good try, but I think we got tired of it and the episodes weren't as good. So we're just going back to talking about directly what we love talking about. Move. Movies. Movies. That's sir. right, kid. We're going to be talking about movies. And the great Mike O'Kane. Mike O'Kane. All right, All right, buddy. Anything else? Do you want to mention anything else that someone can do if they like what we do here? No, I can't think of a fucking thing. Well, I'll tell you, know. Tommy, if you like what we do here. <laughs> this is so funny to us and not to them. No, uh, it won't make any sense. But but uh, if you like what we do um, and you want to support us and you want access to, I don't know, something like 25 so far, usually twice monthly, extra episodes not available to the general public. Mm-hmm. Please consider donating $5 a month to Patreon, becoming a Patreon subscriber, I should say, yes, sir. and having access to those extra episodes. Yes, Tommy, sir. you have something to plug for yourself? Yeah, go check me out, tomsmithcomedy.com, and uh, and I'll like that good stuff, right? Yeah, fair enough. Rate and review us on iTunes. Send us an email. Oh. Actually, we I, uh, an episode soon, we'll be reading many emails. Many oh. emails. <laughs> many emails. Okay, right. good. Love you, buddy. Love you, love. <laughs>